previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Hey, it's totally different. So this is, welcome to the best of humans being human. I'm your host, Mark and Rick. I feel like there's a strong possibility this could be the best show that we ever have. It's episode 118 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of very popular Luke Norsworthy of Newsworthy with Norsworthy, the podcast. It's also a tongue twister. <laughs> Then it's Humans Being Human with uh, a very funny guest. Christina. You missed that one. I did. Idiot. <laughs> I get to say idiot for once. And we'll wrap up with our Simply of Dip of the Week. How are you, Rick? How are you, Mark? <laughs> God almighty. I, mean, I know. It sounds like when I start talking, it's like, geez, I feel fine. Uh, Coming to you from my deathbed, it's Mark Rogers. <laughs> I, the AIDS has finally flared up enough. Where That's it's... not a funny joke at all. <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, distancing, distancing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, thank goodness that I have a neti pot. Because without the neti pot on something like this, it's just, I just have a, uh, it's just a nasal thing. I Because I went swimming, Rick, uh, in an indoor pool, which is something that I used to do quite often, add that to the bragging montage. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, okay, well, th- this is sort of leads into what I want to talk to you about. And that is breaking down and discussing the staycation. Okay. Have you ever done a staycation? Not, not where you're just like, well, it's a vacation. We're just going to stay at home. It's not. A staycation isn't being at home. You have it's to... in the same city that you live in. Right. It's, yeah. At a hotel or something. Not really. Um, not with the family, at least. Uh, when we used to live in Oklahoma, we would come down here to Dallas and visit with my parents. And when we had kids, we would be like, hey, take the kids for this weekend. And we, a couple of times, we got a hotel room like in Dallas, but that's not really kind of what you're talking about. I don't think we've ever done one of those, but if we're not, it's because, you know, revolving year round, like school for my wife and work and stuff like that. But that's not something out of the realm of possibility, but we have not done that. Okay. Well, let's, we're going to break it down and I'm going to give you my, why you saw lots of interesting things in Abilene, Texas on your staycation. That's the thing. Here's the world's largest golf ball. (laughs) It's not even in Abilene. That's in Albuquerque. Okay, kids, let's move on to the next one. Here's a fake tornado inside of a, a hmm. water bottle. You hmm. just you just turn the water. You just flip. You know, do the water bottle in a circle, and hmm. it becomes a tornado. Ever done that? It's a science. It's more ex- along the lines of a science fair. Science. You went to a science fair on your well, staycation. Okay, so here's why staycations are good. <laughs> okay, especially with kids. Now with older kids, this wouldn't work. Right. But okay, so they love being in a hotel. Just being in some in a different place in a hotel is fun, right? Yes. Yes. So you you're in the novelty. For them. Yeah. It, right. So you're in a hotel, which is which is fun for them. They don't they don't know. Um, you're you don't have to drive anywhere. Right, you don't have to spend like three hours or six yeah. hours driving. You don't have to travel. You don't. There's a there's time traveling, <laughs> time traveling that you get to to, uh-huh. to not do. Then there's money you're you're saving on travel, right? That you can spend on cooler things. Right, and so uh, there's an indoor pool at the hotel. They just they love that. They don't care what that there's. What hotel did you stay at? Uh, the MCM or Remington's? Uh, yes, that's yep. where we stayed when we visited Abilene a year ago. Yes, for our anniversary. Yep, yep. So. 
Uh, the only stable hotel in all of Adelaide. <laughs> no, they, there's some new ones that have been built since you left. They, there's, huh. a, there's a courtyard Marriott, a brand new courtyard Marriott, which is very, very nice. Uh, um, and so, so the MCM, they have uh, like the, the breakfast, the made-to-order breakfast every morning. Ah, yes. We ate that there. Yeah. Ooh. So the girls they, and my son, they love the breakfast. We went to the state park. Uh, we went to the Rosebud Park and took our bikes and rode all around. So the staycation people is is a very good thing. So on w- one of the mornings the the hotel pool was needing to be disinfected because the kids love it. As a parent, I'm going they love it too much. I'm like that there's 90 kids in like a small pool. It's like 50% urine or and and snot. They're all sneezing and I'm just seeing there like this one kid sneeze and he's just got this big yellow snot thing on, on his face like walking through the pool. I'm just going this is unbelievable. So one morning, the pool was being like clean, so we had to go to the Y, which is probably much worse, you know, as far as a uh, number of things that are in the Y pool. There's like hairs on your hand and stuff. Oh, yeah. And so, and so I, you know, I swam a little bit with them, and I guess the chlorine, maybe this is going to happen anyway, but like my nose... Just that night that we went swimming, like I, I this started and I feel fine. Like I did shirtless deadlifts in my driveway. Just <laughs> that's now. the barometer of whether yeah. <laughs> how well Mark Rogers feels. Does he feel well enough to do shirtless deadlifts in his driveway? Yeah, so I did that earlier. I feel I feel fine. It's just I can't breathe. And thank goodness that I have a neti pot and I have one of the squeezable kinds that you can like force the water up and through your nose. And I gargled salt water and I have the the breathe right strips, so I'm gonna be fine. But uh, oh, I, hi- I highly – see, y'all are – you're not going anywhere. This is your spring break this week, isn't it? Yeah, I have to work, and uh, she has school and work, and it does. So we, we did a couple of things to kind of make it fun for the boys. Like yesterday, we went to – my parents live on a farm like an hour from here. Mm. So we went up there because I needed to help my dad do some stuff. And Bragging just, montage. <laughs> my parents went on a farm. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Throw that on there. Then we went to the, uh, the Stars game last night here in town. So like a few kind of little activities, nothing staycation. So it was just uh, you went, you took him to an event. I wouldn't recall it a sporting event. I just uh, yeah, yeah, hockey super easy. Hoppy, that was a hockey joke. Hoppy? Hop- you say hoppy? I can't talk. I don't think we're talking about hoppy. I think we're talking about hockey. <laughs> Whatever. Um. <laughs> and then on Monday. Uh, I'd forgotten about this. A local movie theater does like, hey, if you get here by nine, there's a free kids movie in the morning. Well, I forgot all about that. I was like, crap, I forgot they do this every year. So I rented – we rented a movie with Amazon on the TV and I made popcorn for them and you know, kind of a that homemade counts. movie theater. But. Yeah, we did that too. And so what- I didn't want – like this is funny. We had uh, open house at Jason, my second grader, at his school last week and they have a journal and they have write in the journal all the time. And literally his journal entry every Monday is talking about how much TV he watched over the weekend. <laughs> I watched 11 episodes of Dinosaur King. And we – so I was like, OK. It's for nothing else. I want him to be at least write in his journal that like, hey, here's some fun things we did over spring break. Instead of, yeah, I just watched a crap load of TV and did nothing. <laughs> so OK. This is – this brings up another interesting point that we can, we can talk about briefly. What movie did you all rent? We rented Despicable Me, the okay. first one. Knowing that Jason's already seen it, and I'm not sure if Ryan had seen it already, but little kids, they can watch the same movie a hundred times, because I was going to try to take them, long story, that same movie theater does free movies uh, for spring break and the kids, I was going to try to take them yesterday, on Wednesday, 
to there to see the and one of the free movies they have is Despicable Me Part yeah. Two. Oh, so you kind of get it ready. Set on stage, but yeah. then a bunch of stuff happened. Yeah, so we couldn't make it to that. So that's what we rented, okay. and they enjoyed it. Well, quickly, you you brought up you know kids can watch the same. Do you know why kids can watch the same thing over and over and over, or listen to the same song I like to over? Say the same thing over and over. Well, again. well it's oh because, God. and I learned this from a book, Rick, which I highly recommend you hmm. try. Oh, that's Professor yeah. Mark talking everyone <laughs> with the books and clipboards and, and white lab coats <laughs> and our Bunsen burners. Uh, don't, but you'll set the book on fire if you get too close. So kids, everything is new to them, right? Like, especially like three, four, five year olds, like, like most experiences they have is like, Ooh, here's a, uh, I'm on a bus for the first time, a city bus, uh, or, yeah. <laughs> or I'm on, we, we, we were going to try to take a train to, to the stars game last night, but we didn't make the yeah. train stop in time. And they were very upset. I was like, it's a freaking train guys. You just sit yeah, on it. And right. Just but they love like it. Minute train ride, That's but. why the hotel is such a big deal for them because it's something different, right? With, whereas with yeah. us, we've done that before. So like a show that they can rewatch is, is their like comfort zone. Right. And they like hmm. that because it's not something new. And so like the, the movie, the show blues clues, when it would run on like whatever channel it was on PBS or something, they would they would show the same show like up to fourteen times in a row because that's what the research showed. That's like what the kids preferred, and Blue's Clues like went through the crazy ratings, you know, and there was like the most popular show of all time at one point because of this. Anyway, so hey, wasn't the guy on Blue's Clues? Didn't he? Wasn't he like a crazy like heroin addict or something? I thought he stopped doing it because he was going bald, and he said like I'm not gonna be the balding kids show guy i think maybe I'm, i need to snopes that i think maybe yeah. that's like a the wiggle the, uh, the heroin thing i think that may have been a uh and I, do, you, do your kids tale. do the wiggles i'm sorry the what the wiggles ever heard of that i've heard of it no i don't any parents out do there that. it's the it's it's i mean it's really creepy i mean there's like these yeah, three no. like middle-aged guys that one we don't want them uh, we they've never seen that or like the uh, what's the Hey Gabba Gabba or Yo yeah, Gabba Gabba yeah, yeah, because yeah. they have a lot of really weird looking old old kinda, people kind of trippy like uh, you know shaped objects yeah. and leave it at that yeah okay so but we rented on Sunday morning The Princess Bride that came up last night at the hockey game because they had a clip from The Princess Bride okay. and Jason had a thousand questions about well, it, and it like, it's a movie Get and it's it. there are some scary parts like I never really realized it, but you know, I'm like, "Oh, Princess Bride, this is a classic. Let's watch this." Five and six year old, they're both crying in the rodents of unusual size scene. Would you like to know? Uh, can I, we have confession time? Oh, never seen it. Really? Nope, never seen it. Well, do you watch House of Cards? Yes. Okay, so Claire, Robin Wright, uh, Jenny from Forrest Gump, she's Princess Buttercup. That's like that's Jenny from Forrest. I guess I never realized yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Robin Wright. Oh, she's greatness. She has this really weird neck yes, thing, is. though. That neck thing is kind of trips us out. Um, are you what? What episode are you on on this current season? Uh, like three or four. Okay, we just started a couple nights ago. Well, not to give anything away. It, we're, we're, we're at the episode after. Sh- oh, never mind. I don't want to spoil. For well, I, with that, I'm not going to give anything away. But the first that like we were at that point of this season, and we were both just kind of like. Eh. So it's not really. It gets just keep. It gets good. Trust okay, me. Okay, because we're already going. Oh my gosh! Right. With like, the we were we were uh, thinking about not even finishing. We're it. at the point where like the the distasteful billboard goes up. Yeah, yeah. That's where we just ended. Okay. Like oh my god. Yeah. Like we were talking about uh, like not even finishing it. Yeah. So are we? Yeah. But just, <laughs> just, like, but just hold. Just hold with it. It gets really good. Yeah. So the, she also she also my five year old was crying during the uh, the machine. Uh, there's a, well you've never seen it. So there's this one part where he's hooked up to like suction cups, and they run mm-hmm. water to power this machine, and he's like, it's you know it, he's like screaming, 
And so there's, and then there's another scene where, um, I mean, there's just there's some scary scenes. So uh, I don't know. That's always interesting. Like when is it too? I know when I was little, I watched uh, Silver. My parents let me watch Silver Bullet when I was like really little. It's like a like a Stephen King like vampire werewolf movie. <laughs> And I had Solid movie. I had werewolf nightmares for years. <laughs> like, hey, let me lit- ask you this question. Okay. Uh, you remember the movie Gremlins? Oh yeah. At what point is it appropriate to show kids that movie? Because there's some scary. It's it's like kind of cartoony violence. Yeah. But like they, they kill people. Knives. There's movie. knives. Yeah. Like, do yeah. you hear what I hear? When I hear that song, I don't think of Christmas. I think of like gr- murdering gremlins. Because hmm. somehow my kids. Figured out what that was, and I don't know how because we haven't let them watch that yet. And they're obsessed with it with Gremlins. But I'm like, when can I let them watch the movie? Jason's almost eight. Ryan just turned five. And I'm like, that's way too young. But yeah. they'll freak out. Yeah, I, yeah, I was probably maybe fifth grade somewhere in there. Yeah, I feel like that's around the right age, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we've done enough uh, staycation movie talk. Let's get to yeah. the interview with Luke. Um, we talked to Luke. Actually, go to the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all at SimplyHuman52. Email the show, SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick, SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. And uh, uh, there's some other thing I was going to say, but I'm going to save it uh, for the end of the show. Um, All right, so let's get to our interview with Luke. We talked to him about his movement patterns, eating something green, something dead, and no bread at every meal. He, uh, by the way, we need to make sure he trademarks that because someone's totally going to steal that. Yes. Um, how Luke sleeps, Luke's morning routine, guessing his birthday, Mark's barbershop quartet, <laughs> <laughs> letting go of certainty to embrace mystery, an imaginary beach, Christian origins, and mystery. Joining us today on the Simple Human Podcast, it is, it is the one and only, the man who is responsible for our number one most downloaded show of all time. Yes, sir. The great mm-hmm. Dr. Mr. Luke Mr. Norsworthy. Mr. Mr. Doctor. He's- hey, thank you for having me back. I am ecstatic to be a human and simply <laughs> with you guys. You derailed. You have derailed. <laughs> <laughs> I love how our, our number one most downloaded show is episode 60. It's like the Luke Norsworthy talks happiness or something and Lonnie bleeds is like the name of the show <laughs> it, it's a nice tie-in though yeah. I really like that we're tied well, together I feel like Lonnie and I have a bond oh do you yes. think he, he senses that we'll give him your cell number yeah maybe, yeah, maybe he'll send us um, a voicemail about it because he sent 9,000 other ones just just give him my email we don't need to give him my cell phone number okay. I'm not that bonded to him okay <laughs> All right. Well, well, it's true though. Like every time we have you on the show, we get a lot of feedback from people like, "Hey, this is pretty rad." So, thank Aww. you for being so rad, Luke. Oh, that warms my heart. I, By the simply, way, I'm going to plug your awesome podcast. Oh yeah, Newsworthy with Norsworthy. Mm, I see your play on words there. Also, but, uh, it is a really insightful podcast dealing with issues of uh, a lot of interesting guests dealing with a lot of. Uh, Faith uh, type questions and, and answers, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And you, listeners, should enjoy it too. Oh, I'm also going to include a thumbnail image of Luke on this show, oh so you can see how incredibly handsome he is. That's nice. <laughs> that, you know what? Okay, so I am a preacher. That's my full time gig, and I was at an elders meeting last night. Elders, but that like, is so much fun, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. It's a highlight of my week. It's like, what's the best <laughs> thing to do? 
elders meeting. So we were talking about uh, our service last Sunday, and we're doing some remodeling of our worship center. And our one of the elders said, and our stage is all remodeled. We can't even see our pretty little preacher. Ooh. Or no, no, no. He said, our beautiful preacher. Oh, and I, this oh. is getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could get a sexual harassment yeah. suit through on that Ooh. one. You're like, I can't, uh, I don't like the stage because our preacher has to wear pants. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. What's the matter with you, Sorry, Mark? I took it too wow. far. I took it too far. Little, li- that's not really where we were going with that, but I appreciate you being part of the conversation. Rick, <laughs> uh, Rick, if you could see Luke right now, uh, you would think he was in, a, in jail because beh- t- behind him is nothing but book after book after book after God. book. Do, Looks do like you the prison really- library from Shawshank. <laughs> do you really think the only place you can find a book is in prison? That's what Rick thinks. <laughs> no, but it's a funny bit that R- I have cultivated over quite We're some gonna- time that... I don't read books because I have television <laughs> because I'm not in prison. <laughs> We're going to make shirts that say Simple Human on the front and on the back is just going to say books are for prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want one of those shirts. Yeah, that, let's make that happen. Oh, man. I love it. I love you it. should. All right. Well, Luke, I know uh, there's always uh, uh, just a plethora of topics that we can plethora. take with you. We could talk about movement. Let's talk about your movement right now. We have some things that we texted about that we're going to talk about. But you are a you know you're not one of these preachers like my grandfather who just sat on his rear end uh, all day and ended up dying. Um, talk slower. <laughs> wow. Talk slower. Wow. That was a very well placed talk slower. <laughs> um, you are a very you are very active. You are an athlete. You are an athlete but you are a collegiate athlete what do you do now at not right like during this epoch of your life you have three daughters how do you stay daughters. like i can i'm looking at you like how do you keep those amazing <laughs> shoulders mm. uh well that's awkward um Take this morning i uh, i got a nice little swim in oh did a did a mile in the pool and uh the in guy the baptistry next- in the Baptist- <laughs> 10 billion laps in the baptistry equal one mile. And the great thing is I have those waders on that you're supposed to wear with your baptistry. <laughs> it provides extra resistance when you're wearing the gown and the whole nine yards. You're just flailing around in the baptistry, jumping from one end to the other for like an hour. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, yeah. how, how long does that take you? About half an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. That's when I would do a mile. I would try to just do right at 30 minutes. Yeah, and I don't always get that. There are times that I do better, and there are more times than not that I do worse. Yeah, this morning was worse than that. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I shoot for. And so I like to swim. How often Man, a week? How often do you swim? How many times a week? Um, I haven't been swimming for like the last two months. I had an ear infection and a shoulder thing that was bothering me. But I try to get one, well, maybe one, maybe sometimes two days a week in the pool. I start doing yoga and. Oh. Um, <laughs> I do some, uh, you know, I've got a garage gym, so I do a lot of the functional fitness movements, um, you know, your muscle-ups, your your press, your squat, your all that stuff. Like, do you have, like, a specific program that you follow, or do you just kind of do what you feel like you need to do? Well, I try to I try to do pressing once a week. I try to do squats once a week. I try to swim once a week. And I try to do some sort of pull, whether it's rope climbs or something. And what I find as a 34-year-old who's trying to have some level of fitness is that I typically wake up and go, what doesn't hurt today? Yeah. And I will use that for my fitness. <laughs> that's pretty much what I do. Uh, and right now, I've got a stupid knee problem that's causing me to do that. But uh, So I'm, I'm, doing, I'm back more of doing like a bodybuilder type, like split, like I'm doing like chest and biceps. Yeah, I like And it. then like back and triceps. And it's you look, you look great. Your body has been built well. So... Congratulations on that. Thank you. 
I wish there was a video I'm feed. I'm showing him right. something on my body. Um, by the Goodness. way, Luke, Luke and Rick, I'm sending out a picture of what I'm looking at. Just, Why don't you just do a screenshot? I, you literally had your camera up and we're taking a Oh, you saw me do that. Yeah, I did. Like you're in fourth grade. <laughs> well, okay, Command so... shift seven. How does... Uh, so you're working out, what, four or five days a week? You're doing something, resistance or swimming, or do you do something every day? Uh, I probably do five or six. You know what's weird is I found that if I... So I preach a couple services on Sunday, and if... If I get up and I work out before all that, like I feel so much better during the day. Huh. So I even work out on Sundays because it kind of clears my head. What about uh, Shabbos? Sh- Shabbos is not a thing. If you're trying to say Sabbath in <laughs> Hebrew, uh, we could remember while you, why you lasted for like two minutes as an intern at a church and you decided you need a new career. I was like, <laughs> happy Shabbos. No. Official. Shabbat. Shabbat, so, but, Rick. Yeah. I, I so it's I was close. Please don't get your church information from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <Mark>. <laughs> You're out of your league, Donnie. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, what your what your diet is like. What do you uh, what do you eat? You, you made a face. What does that I, mean? Okay, so I like to think you know I'm paleo. Something <clears throat> like every meal, something green, something dead, and definitely no bread. Mm. That's my little rhyme. Oh, do you like that? Did you Gosh. make that up? Very clever. I, I've made it up, yeah. Hold green, on. dead, no bread. I'm writing You're, you're going to write that down? Yeah. Green, dead, no bread. Where yeah. do I fit French fried onions into that <laughs> mix? Anywhere? The problem is I just love pizza so much. Yeah. God, man, so, that is my, not my killer right there. It's when Okay, so I changed jobs like six months ago, and like the process of changing jobs, you know, there's a church I started, going to a new church. I killed multiple gallons of ice cream during that process as my solace, which I'm not proud of. And so um, the paleo has not been, I've not been very good to paleo, but it's been good to me. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you certainly have you, look good. Have you ever tried like a pizza alternative, like a fathead pizza? Uh, no. Oh think, should my I? God. I will text you this recipe. I'm not kidding you. I've tried several different like pizza substitutes, pizza crust substitutes. This is the best one by far, no doubt about it. Really, uh, it is awesome, and it, I mean, it doesn't taste like uh, you know, you know, regular pizza, but it's pretty close. Like uh, you definitely would eat it and be satisfied for pizza. Mm. It's awesome. We're gonna do it tomorrow night. In fact, all right, so you and Luke so. coming you, over. You're in, oh. you and Luke are doing it tomorrow night. Is that what you mean? I was saying me and my family, but if Luke would like to come over, <laughs> he can come over. You have an open door policy at my house. Mm. Thank you. It's and you well. the same with Open me, something else. Rick. Sure. Just Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he comes over, it's a complete disaster. <laughs> Whatever. Worst. Ask him about what he got me for Christmas. What did you get him for Christmas, Mark? Uh, Funny you should ask. Funny you should ask. Um, I got him. Oh wait. Oh no. no I thought about the other Christmas. No, I thought you meant your uh, birthday. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the yeah. filthy present you got me for Christmas that actually got me in trouble with my wife. Okay, we'll talk oh, about this- it later. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, it's it's a big misunderstanding. Uh, Luke, so how many <laughs> how many times a day are you eating? Are you doing like every two hours? Do you do like a big meal at night? Like, what's your what's your eating pattern? I try to do about five five meals a day, and so I'll work out first thing. I'll drink a shake. Write for a couple hours, eat breakfast on my way to work. I literally drive to work with a uh, with a mixing bowl of spinach and eggs. And then, what do you do with a bowl while you're at work all day? Do you leave it in your truck? Of course not. So I just put it in the back of my truck. And this morning, I don't know. So I'm driving to work and I realize <laughs> I forgot a fork. 
no fork. How do you eat eggs in, with no fork? And so luckily I remembered that <laughs> the bowl and the fork from yesterday Gross. was still in the back of my truck. I would do that, no problem. So I stopped, got out, grabbed the fork. It was crusty, but I still used it. Yeah, you just kind of lick it off a little bit, get it wet, and then it'll all kind of clean off. <laughs> it was raining. That's what yeah, said. that's sanitary. Yeah, it was raining. Uh, okay, so let's talk about your sleep. What uh, What are your sleeping patterns like? Are you a night owl? Do you go to bed early? Like, what's your... Well, uh, we've got three kids, and my wife is a little bit of a night owl. So three I girls. T- yeah, three girls. And so the sleep pattern of them is always kind of changing. But I have always had a great commitment to getting plenty of sleep because I do not function well less than seven hours. Yep. And so it's pretty consistent. I make sure I get that just about every time. And what do you do? Like, what is your morning routine? Uh, we might have already talked about this with you. Have we talked about this? I don't think okay, so. Okay, good. Yeah, morning routine, go. Uh, first thing I... Well, on a good day, wake up, do uh, 15 minutes of mobility work, kind of have some uh, silence doing some foam roller stuff, or I use just a, a PVC pipe, do some mobility stuff, then I go work out, come back, and then um, I literally get a, a protein shake, and then I start doing my riding right after that. Okay, I, I'm sorry, I think you misunderstood. I meant morning like when you're sad. Like morning? What, like morning. The, why did you let go through all of I'm that? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't mean... I meant, what I meant, kind of exercise do you do when you're in morning? <laughs> That's, I eat ice cream when I'm sad. That's yeah, what I do. There you go. And pizza. Yeah, you clearly cover this. So is that... I mean, do you... You do that every morning? Is that... Do you feel like out of whack if you don't do your mobility and don't... Like, do you like, kind of have your routine? It it de- it depends. It's It's always... Working out right into writing. That's the routine. And so... How, often, how long do you write? Uh, at least 30, 40-minute session at least. Do you, are you just writing like birthday cards to your friends? Like what are you writing? You're an idiot. What? You don't do that? I do that. I, no, I never got a birthday card from you. <gasps> when is it? When's your birthday? None of your business. Oh, please. I'll look it up. No. It's in June. No, it's not. It's March. No. September. Well, you... Uh, you have a one out of twelve chance of getting it right, Mark. <laughs> How about January? Okay. Oh, first three. Yeah. Oh, dang it. Wow. No, I just September. I, I, I'll figure it out. I'll figure. Yeah, it. We so should no. do that a segment with every guest. Just guessing guess the birthday. what month you were born. <laughs> Let's see how long it takes us. <laughs> <laughs> and then we and then we have to narrow down like the actual day, like twenty third. Nope. 18th? Nope. That's, Second? Hey, that nope. sounds like a great podcast. Yeah, great I'm sure radio. I would want to listen to that. <laughs> the, the, oh, I'm dead serious. That's a really funny, like, guess your birthday <laughs> podcast. Just have someone on and be like, all right, April 12th, <laughs> September 9th. No. And it would I, take a whole hour. Say all the 360 like, Well, we're out of time. Five days yeah. an hour, right? I don't know. It's like, oh. we're, out, we're out of time. We never did guess your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, guessing you guys are crazy. his birthday. I have to write that down. Okay, I, um, I think I laugh more on this podcast than any other podcast, good. even that that I've recorded. Ooh. Every time, I like I laugh a ton. Well, good. Well, Thank that's you the goal, that. at least for me. Like, I don't care about valid information or whatever. <laughs> Just go uh, outside and eat dirt, everybody. I don't care. It's, <laughs> making, it's about having fun and laughing. So. I'm All glad right. to hear that. Thanks so, for validating so, my existence. So, so. Here, here's a question. As a dad with daughters, I have daughters. Rick, you have to not talk now. Um, okay. Well, I guess you could. You have sons, uh, oh, kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can't talk. Well, yeah, yes, you can, I guess. <laughs> um, so, like, what? How, how old are they? What are the age ranges? Seven. Golly, she's Four. already seven. And my youngest just turned two like a week and a half ago. Okay. So, how do you facilitate healthy routines for them like it's mm, a good question 
Uh, well, we want them involved in something that they enjoy to do that would be active. And so for my oldest, it is currently gymnastics. Yes. And so they have something, which I, I would like your opinion on this. I've heard that it's like a good foundation building block kind of sport that no matter what you do, you've learned basic body movement. Fair. Yes, absolutely. Like gymnastics fall into that category. Any like uh, uh, martial arts, mixed martial arts, boxing, anything where you're learning how to use your oh, yeah. body I'm in gonna space. Oh yeah, I'm going to teach my four-year-old to cage fight. That's yeah. like a good idea. Yeah. Hey, in this day and age, like I'm my two oldest. Like I don't care when. Like at some point in the next couple of years, like I'm going to make each of them do like just like a, a semester. You know, a, a few. Mm-hmm. months of some type of karate something because not only are you getting what you're getting in gymnastics as far as like learning how to use your body in space balance coordination all that you're also learning how to like kick someone in the balls yeah that's that's an important life skill to have right yeah, it's really it difficult the time. <laughs> yeah. like when we're doing like a hand-to-hand combat training once a year in the police mm-hmm. in the police in service literally i just tune all of it out because i'm like hey if it really gets down to it i just get a guy in the balls that's fine <laughs> I don't have to remember, like, okay, grab his wrist here and his elbow here. Then you're going to plant this foot and pivot. I'm like, why don't I just kick him in the balls? Like, uh, problem solved. Yeah. Game changer. There you go. Yeah, there it is. It's Um, done. Yeah, so, and then the other big thing is just to not, like, we had a, a guy on last show, the last show that we had a guest, which was two weeks ago, uh, about, um, you know, like, soccer's fine, but just don't let them play soccer, like, 365 days out of the year. Like, tennis, fine, play tennis. Just don't only do tennis, right? Like yeah, do yeah. a variety of things and always have that uh, uh, exposure to a lot of different types of movement not getting stuck, you know, just throwing like curveballs. Your daughters won't throw curveballs. Yeah, no, 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 Mark. You never know. Mark trying to like uh, make posts all in gender roles. Oh. <laughs> yep. Hey, what about that girl who's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, huh? Yep. I don't, what, yeah. Who's she, that? Moan something. She was a, a, a pitcher. Overhand yeah. thrower? Yes. Yeah, like the <gasps> League World Series. Oh, that was like, a long Google time ago. That was a long time ago, wasn't Google it? Was it? No, that was like a year ago. Ah, uh, that's a long yeah. time. But dude, I have seen your <clears throat> stuff about the importance of not specializing in a single sport. Yeah. And I played three sports in high school, and it was I really liked it. It was yeah. a, I learned different skills, and it was yeah, it was great. I, I think that's a great uh, uh, great suggestion. In that, when you see almost like the professionalization of young kids, let me tell you a story. I get books in the mail from publishers all the time because that's kind of what the podcast is about, reading books Add online. that to the loop. <laughs> Norsworthy bragging montage, by the that's way. That's not bragging. I'm just <laughs> I, get public, I get books from publishers in the mail all the time. That's the greatest uh, brag of all time. I'll, I'll add that one. I get, okay, I'm trying to explain why I got a book entitled Overplayed, but it was someone sent me a book about how it's a problem with... I don't like you guys at all. Oh, it was Rick. It was Rick. I didn't Mark, say it. You're invited to my house now. Rick, oh, you're well, invited. Hmm. Well, I'll just burn it down after I'm done burning Mark's down. <laughs> Continue. Your book, story about books. No, I'm just saying there's a book that was talking about this subject, which I don't yeah. want to talk about anymore. Oh, tell us what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, doot, doot, the little noise yeah. that he's hung up. Like, dang it. There you go, Rick. I don't treat my guests this way. I'm a lot nicer than you guys are. <gasps> Rick, it's not me. It's Rick. Hey, I- a preacher's much nicer to people than I am. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, you you crooked cop. Um, okay, yeah, I've uh, seen you one other Batman what? stealing falafels from people. That's good. <laughs> I appreciate that reference. That was Thank really you. a very quality reference. One other question before we get into uh, letting go, and it is: What are like the things that you do? Are you talking like, about Frozen. 
Letting go. Letting go. Stop it, vocal majority man. Shut up. Um, <laughs> can we talk about your like your, uh, barbershop. your barbershop quartet that you do? I yes, we can. would love to talk about that. We can. <laughs> what about it? Hey, uh, let's go to the old folks home and sing Goodbye, my Coney Isle. Goodbye, my Coney Isle. Hey, what's we... the name of your group? Isn't it Here Comes Treble? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the Merkin Man. <laughs> it's, it's the, uh, it's, it's, y'all are gonna make fun of me. It's key. Okay, like Abilene, the nickname for Abilene is what, Luke? The key City. Key City. Key City. The biggest piece of grab in the world. We're Key City Sound. <laughs> That's the name of our quartet. Not terrible. That's an all right name. Okay, cool. So we went on Valentine's Day, we went and sang for old ladies and gave them flowers. Excuse That's me, nice. Rick, for having a heart. That's nice. Thank <laughs> you. I spent Valentine's Day with my wife. That's really strange. Yeah. Okay. It's a that's a made up holiday it's not yeah that was yes. dumb okay so look like what do you watch shows like what are the thing like like what are like you know the things that you binge read or binge watch just for fun uh it's mostly the bible <laughs> <laughs> such a church oh, that answer delivered with yeah. absolute precision yeah that was the best moment of the podcast oh that's what you bit- caught me hot, like totally off guard there Gotcha. Boom. Jesus juked you. No, I'm I'm a binge watcher. I like to. Uh, uh, I love. There's nothing. There's the joy of coming home at night knowing that you've got 58 episodes of Breaking Bad to still watch. Uh-huh. Is um, it's basically like the joy of like having your first child. So is right? that? Are you into Breaking Bad? Is that what you're doing right now? Uh, I'm over that. Okay. I'm on uh, House I'm, of Cards. Just came out season four. Haven't watched House of Cards season four. Okay. It well just came out. So I'm I'm yeah. binge watching the Americans right now. Mm, good show because it's unbelievable. Uh, mm. It's great. It's very compelling. It's good. good. It's very good. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. Let's get into it. That now that we've got Luke, uh, we have one minute left with Luke. Yeah. Morris. <laughs> uh, um, stuff. Goodbye. Okay. So what we texted about was uh, letting go of certainty to embrace mystery. Is go. that really the is that the the question to start me talking? Yeah. Um. So this is this is the question. Luke, letting go of certainty. Okay, let me tell you a story. Let me just take over for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you're struggling. Oh, yeah, okay, let sorry. me tell you a story. So let's. Me- I'm just kidding. You're doing great. You're Thanks. doing wonderful. Thanks. Both of you are doing Yeah, wonderful. you're doing a heck of a job, Mark. Heck of a right job. On. Okay, so let's imagine hmm. there's a guy and he lives on the beach. Ooh. And we're not talking about like I have a Malibu beach house, like I'm a movie star, but like Tom Hanks in the movie castaway on the beach like that kind of beach Mm. okay so he grows up on the beach and he never has to be told to stay away from the water because he just knows water's terrifying sound of the waves the sound of the crashing all that terrifying never once again the water so every day his job is to fortify this barricade that he's created to keep himself from the water because he doesn't want the water to get him you follow me mark i'm with you You got that so guy on the beach doesn't want to get wet he's scared of the water stays away from it Every day, he's trying to patch this wall because the water always gets through the sand castle. Sand doesn't keep water out. There's always water seeping in. Right. And so that's what he does every day, day in and day out, until one day, he doesn't see what's going on, and a, a, a sneaker wave comes in, <gasps> flashes over, splashes over his wall, gets him, starts pulling him out to the ocean. Oh he's gosh. fighting tooth and nail to stay on the sand. He's struggling, though. He's getting pulled out. And he's eventually getting out to the water, and he's going, I'm going to die. How could I have not thought this was going to be the end of my life? Of course, I was always going to die because the water was right there. I can keep the water from myself, and this is the end of me. And as he's saying this, he's realizing, I'm talking a whole lot because I'm still, 
I'm still alive. And he finds that this water that his whole life he's been trying to stay away from is actually the very thing that keeps him afloat, right? right? And so one of the things that seems to happen in the world of spirituality is that we try to push ourselves away from mystery. We don't want to have to deal with the unknown. And so we build these barricades of certainty. In which you mean we like have- things like, when you say the unknown, you're talking about the qu- answering the question like, what happens when you die kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's one. Okay. That's one thing where we don't, I've never died before, right. you might have, I don't know. But uh, we haven't been there. We really don't know. And so we try to create these barricades of certainty. Like, well, let me tell you exactly what happens. And so that there's no uncertainty about what happens in. And so you have this, you know, airtight answer, but it's really like that barricade of saying that like water always is seeping in because there's a sense of like, we don't, we don't know. And what I think healthy spirituality does, doesn't teach you to run away from the unknown and mystery, but it helps you to learn to swim in the mystery. Because I think ultimately that's where you find God is in the mystery. There's a guy named Paul Tillich who said the opposite of faith is not doubt, it's certainty. Hmm. Right. I, that's really insightful because that's one of the things that frustrates <clears throat> me about faith and spirituality is that you can't be certain. Right. Like there are things, and I'm not going to get into it necessarily unless we want to, but like there are things about, uh, you know, the, I don't want to say Christian mythology, but you know what I mean? Like the whole, the, like yeah. the parts of the New Testament that I'm like, I, I can't believe that. I cannot suspend my disbelief to believe this. And some people think that's a, oh, oh that's a core tenet of it. And I don't think it is, but like there, that's what I, that what's, that's what frustrates me a lot about it is that, uh, is the uncertainty about some things, you know? Yeah. So what, okay. Can I, can I put my podcaster hat on and say, well, like, what do you mean? What, what in the new Testament? Okay. Uh, the virgin birth. I cannot square my mind around that. Uh, there's a significant amount of historical evidence that says that Jesus wasn't the only Messiah story told in the first century. That was a fairly common thing. A wild-eyed dude living out in the uh, out in the wilderness saying he's the Messiah. Uh, that was a common thing. Uh, and also, it was common to attribute apparently uh, those kinds of people to a virgin birth. Now we hear about a virgin birth and it's like the only person we think of is Jesus, but apparently back, 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 back in the day, 2000 years ago, that was a somewhat common, like, Oh yeah, he was also a virgin birth. Oh, yep. Him too. He's born of a virgin. It's a common story. Uh, with, you know, that's kind of mythology, mythological in nature, I guess. And so I, for me, that doesn't change. Uh, I don't want to like super Jesus out for everybody, but like that doesn't change the sovereignty of Jesus. It doesn't change for me that uh, you know I, I believe he you know what his mission was on Earth and, and what he was trying to accomplish. But I just can't like I had a lot of problems with that for years and years and years, thinking, well, I can't believe this. I just can't. Uh, I don't think it was likely. I think historically it was very unlikely that an actual legitimate physical virgin gave birth to Jesus. I think that's probably just a lot of storytelling to make things look slightly different than they were. But uh, now I've pretty much just embraced that and been like, hey, you know what? I don't – it's not – that's not a sticking point for me. Like I can still be a Christian and believe in, in Jesus and Christianity and, and the, the overall mission without getting hung up on that specifically, I guess. Yeah. I mean there – there's a lot of truth to that, that in, uh, you know, the ancient Near East, these uh, birth stories of these uh, heroes, a lot of them have this sort of like, it, the Moses story is one that like the Judeo-Christian tradition kind of holds up like this, you know, this guy, this uh, extravagant birth. And 
but the problem is like you find 30 plus of these in ancient Near East literature, like the story of the people who founded Rome. Uh, I think it's like Romulus and Romulus Remus. Romulus and Remus, yeah. Romulus yeah, yeah. So Remus. they they have like this this crazy birth story, which is consistent with the genre that Moses is being written in. And so what what people would have heard probably when that story was read in that context is, oh, this guy's a big deal. Something significant is going to happen in his life where we're right. going to read it differently. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's something, part of it is like, we have to interpret things in light of what's going on back then. But also, I think the mystery part is that, I mean, you weren't there. You, yeah. You, re you really don't know. I mean, you, you can't have first-hand uh, account witness of that because it, you were one of them. Now, you, you hear other people talk about it, and, you know, the story about the virgin birth, uh, you know, it was early on adapted into the, uh, you know, the Apostles' Creed, and then you have, but you only have two of the four Gospels mention it, and none of the New Testament writers talk about it. But, all that to say, like, that's one example of things that, um, there's another response to that that would have said, well, no, no, let me explain to you why exactly that happened and, and fight you tooth and nail over it, which, um, you know, ultimately at the end, people are going to have to go, I, I, I have faith that it happened or I have faith that it didn't happen, but that's, it, it's still a matter of faith. That's all we can say. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Like, yeah. So, okay. So like, what are, how could this apply? Let's say someone's listening to this that doesn't believe, uh, in the Christian faith, like, how can do some of these same principles apply, like outside of spirituality? Or is yeah, yeah. Well, what I would say first of all is that when it comes to the subject of spirituality, I obviously come at it through a Christian lens. Right. Like that's a story that I use to interpret my existence, the world's existence, all that. And so I, I can't really speak for someone else and how they process the world. But what I would say is, you know, the question that that you have to ask is spirituality is something that people have wrestled with, they've been interested in, they've looked into for, for all of humanity. I mean, we find this all the way back of people trying to make sense of this. And the Christian story, for me, helps interpret those things that are difficult to explain. Like, why is it when you see a story about like some fifth grade girl who decides, mm. I'm going to ignore that the common wisdom that says people only care about themselves. And I'm going to ask strangers and friends and neighbors to help me raise thousands of dollars to help some, someone who has no access to clean water. And how come that story moves us so much? Like, why do people get teary-eyed over the end of, um, what is it, Extreme Home Makeover? Like, when someone yeah. who has a really bad life situation, circumstances, and all of a sudden people come in, help, and try to make a little bit better life for that person. Yeah. Like, the Christian story says, well, we follow a God who is about making the world right again. He was about making things just and fair and, and making new creation when old creation has gone astray. And so when we see little acts of justice in front of us, we go, oh, okay, so maybe the reason that we are connected to that is because it connects us to the transcendent. And that's ultimately what like, healthy spirituality does. It helps you process maybe not the uncertainty and say we can get rid of it, but helps you swim into and say, here is something that you experienced. Let me make sense of that for you. Now, what, what do you say when someone, you know, I, I'm sure you might have been faced with this question before. They say, okay, like you said, people are always have always sought out this sort of, okay, why do we get moved? What gives us, why does certain musical chords give us chill bumps? Like, like there's something, like what is that? And the part of like the, the person that says that all faith is just the human mind trying to explain this sort of unexplainable thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that's what faith is. It's, it's explaining something that's unexplainable. And if people want to go like the negative route and follow 
like Freud's critique, which is it's all wish fulfillment. Right. And, you know, we just want this to happen. And so religion is just a way for us to... We just to, want to be able to tell our kids, like, oh, uh, yeah, don't worry, when you die, this happens. Like, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. But, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't make sense of the fact that there are things that are transcendent, that we experience, that all people seem to experience. Whether it's the, uh, the music where you have the dramatic key change and people feel something. Like, there, there's something that's majestic in that. And even if... I'm not saying it's just, like, religious music. I'm saying there's a reason that you know, 15 miles down the road from me at Zilker Park when people gather uh, for South By or for whatever music venue. And, you know, Dave Grohl is just like melting people's faces off with the way he's just killing it. It's not just because it's chords and a drum and uh, some guy who's singing. It's because that taps into something that's divine. And I think part of what the Christian story does, at least from my experiences, you're swimming in mystery and it's giving you a stroke to keep you afloat in that. Right. Yeah, that sang, that, the song Back That Thing Up is sort of does that for you. Yeah, yeah. Good. That one by Cisco, good. I know you like it a lot, too, and it does the same thing, thing for you. It's a Cisco reference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. That was late 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. Cool. Let's just go into that song. Well, just... Rick, we're, we're at 30. Do you have anything else? Do you want to keep going, or was that... Uh, I feel like this is a very unique conversation in the yeah, podcast, and I'm glad that we have had it. I, 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 I always appreciate talking to Luke because... Uh, so this is gonna be a backhanded compliment possibly but like uh sometimes when i come away with talking with preachers i come away with a bad taste in my mouth because i feel what? like uh there's not a lot of understanding oh you weren't people you weren't oh, being man, literal now, mark what is the matter with you weren't you? being literal okay sorry no i was not sorry. but uh I, I, luke is open-minded luke understands that different people have different experiences and i can always <clears> appreciate maybe we don't agree on some things but i feel like he has a respect for how i approach things and i know uh i know that's how he feels so it's always a refreshing conversation to have uh, with Luke. So thank you. Well, let's let's hug this out sometimes. Mm. By and, the way, everyone who's going to check out the podcast Newsworthy, Newsworthy with Norsworthy, go mm. a few episodes back, and there's one with the comedian Pete Holmes. That's what I listened to Sunday night at work. Really awesome conversation that kind of illustrates what I was just talking about. Respect for people that come from different uh, different backgrounds, different points of view. I guess I it really kinda, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It kind of terrifies me to think that you're like about to do some traffic stop and you're listening to me and Pete Holmes <laughs> I'm not talking. About to do a traffic stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No. Look, no, 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 no. look. The other no. night we were in Chico, California, uh, and it was ra- it was like pouring down rain, and we we're oh, in a rental yeah. car, and I drove right through a red light, and Jen like freaked. I didn't mean to. I mean it was a, it was an honest mistake, <laughs> and Jen like freaked out. It was pouring rain, and I was like, I don't worry. Like according to Rick, like we could do whatever we wanted right now. Like pretty much. <laughs> I've heard you say that, or I've, you wrote that somewhere, and I remember that when I was driving in the rain going, same thing, Rick wouldn't pull me over, so I don't <laughs> Probably stop telling people that, like, hey, by the way, yeah. you're going to rob a bank, find out when shift change is, and do it like 10 minutes before shift change. <laughs> there won't be anybody within a country mile of that bank. Uh, awesome. Well, Luke, I'm going to stop the recording. I really appreciate uh, you doing this again, and as always, we will have you back on. Love it. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Luke. Find his podcast on iTunes, Newsworthy with Norsworthy. Uh, we mentioned it in uh, the interview. It's really good stuff. He is a he's a good a good man of the world. How about that? Mm. Yes. You go to his. Website. I agree with that. Um, all right, coming up on humans being human in the next one minute is our good friend Christ- <laughs> Christina, <laughs> and uh, she is uh, she emailed us. She, we're going to have her back on. Uh, Rick, you missed out on this, but yeah, this something sto- happened. and I couldn't uh, last second. I couldn't be a part of it. This story involves naked breasts, uh, hmm. lactation, 
Stop. Pizza man. I know. You had me at taking price. <laughs> but it's a really funny story. She has uh, she has some more uh, in her quiver, and we're going to have her back on very soon. So here is Christina. <clears throat> Hi. Christina. Hi. Does, can you hear me well? Like, does it, this... it sounds awesome. Oh, good. I put in my earphones and I got away from my office. <laughs> so since you are supposed to be on a training uh, call or a work call, maybe you should say something like, yes, buy, buy, sell, sell, <laughs> to give people the idea that maybe you are working on Wall Street. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's so cute that you think so highly of me. I'm actually not that. I'm, I'm probably some people's worst nightmares. Uh-oh. I'm a lawyer. Oh, no. So you need to say, objection, Your Honor. Overruled. I have to sustained. say, that's full of crap. Yeah, sustained. <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are some other... Uh, order in the court. OJ oh. is innocent. I'm just trying to think of as many different things. Maybe he wasn't innocent. Um, um, and banging my gavel, so should I start yes. banging my fist? Uh-huh. Yeah. So are you a like a criminal attorney or like a, a real estate? <laughs> like what are you? Uh, are you a public no, defender? No, I don't do any of that. Thank God. Yeah. I am a healthcare attorney. Oh, cool. So I'm going to be gainfully employed forever. Forever, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, when, when I'm recording, when we're not recording, I was going to branch off into an extremely boring healthcare attorney tangent, which I will save until we're done with the recording. I have some bad news for you, Christina. What is it, Mark? Who do you not hear on the call? <laughs> I don't hear Rick. <laughs> Rick is not on the call. Today, and this is this is going to be released, I think, on the 14th of March. Today is February 29th. It is Leap Day. Is he drunk? It is probably. It is Rick's ninth birthday. I'm so excited. This is this is only I've known Rick for three, four, five, six, seven of his nine birthdays. This is so exciting for me. Uh, I sent him a birthday text as soon as I woke up. I looked into scheduling a text to send him at, at midnight so I could be the first one, but, uh-huh. but it was like eight bucks, so I didn't I didn't buy it. Um, I'm sure there's another way. So Rick is not on the call. Um, so it's just gonna be me and you. Uh, th- that's the bad news. The good news is there will be no one screaming idiot at me. Uh, but that's one of my favorite parts. I know. And I have to tell you, on my drive into work today, I was listening to your latest episode. Oh, yeah. And he oh, talked geez. about the crazy reply emails to the donations. Oh. And when he said there's two listeners who know, I immediately burst out yeah, laughing. Because you were one of them. Yeah. I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, several more people have, have sent us donations. And I just... I'll just reply, and I won't include Rick. And at the bottom, I just say, you know, sincerely, Mark and Rick. I just sign for him. <laughs> so anyway. I just loved how he lost it on on telling his own joke. Yeah. I just loved how hard it was, he was laughing. It was, so, it was so long and elaborate. I was like, what are you doing that you have the kind of time? I guess, whatever. I guess it was his day off. But, mm-hmm. um, okay, so a lot of people will email us with... Uh, humans being human ideas or stories and they just they lay out the whole story which you know we try we read them and we try to forget them as best we can so it's an organic uh, reaction your your email I really liked because you didn't really explain the story you just said this is what and then we're going to go right into it <laughs> it says it a humans uh, a humans being human story that involves a nipple a sleeping baby 
and weird looks between me and the pizza delivery guy. I, those three things are the. It's like if I if you could just create the equation for a humans being human story, it starts with those three things. So, go for it. Okay, so I am the lucky mom of two young daughters. Ooh, I have two daughters. Um, so with our first, I I was frankly kind of smug when pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I had. A very easy pregnancy, you know, I was doing the international law firm thing, you know, dealing with partners. So, you know, I really had my, you know, quote unquote, act together. And I thought, how hard could this, you know, mom thing really be? I'm used to no sleep. I'm used to dealing with preschoolers, i.e. law firm partners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I got this. This is no problem. Wait, wait, wait. Are you you billing uh, the Simple Human podcast for this 10 minutes? Oh, don't worry. You'll get you'll get my bill in the mail. Oh, jeez, it's about four hundred four hundred dollars <laughs> for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a discount. Don't worry, twenty oh, percent off. Awesome. Uh, so I'm feeling great. The, my daughter is born. Everything is going great, um, and I think you know I'm going to be one of those moms that just has it together. You know that beautiful like all put together. Got my you know, every, I've got my life together type of thing, right. which is just like the stupidest thing anyone <laughs> could think of before they have children. I think we've all I'm been there. So dumb. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. So um, our oldest is sleeping every two hours, mm. if that, and I'm nursing. And so she's nursing every two hours, but for 45 minutes. So I'm getting an hour and 15 minutes of sleep. We reach eight weeks and I'm dying. And I say, forget this. I want pizza. I don't care. I know for shame, for shame, pizza. Yeah, oh, oh God, no. not paleo, not primal. Whatever, whatever. I just said, screw it. Yeah. I want pizza. I'm home on maternity leave. I'm exhausted. And she is nursing on me nonstop. Like I can't even get my butt out of the chair. Right. And I'm like, I could eat anything right now. <laughs> I'm just going to order online. Pickles. This is great. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, chocolate. all the weirdest yeah. stuff. The Dirt. The kid was going to have so much gas at the end of this meal but don't care so my wife rings, was exceptionally like, gassy during her pregnancies <laughs> that that was the funniest thing to me anyway sorry well and i love fart like that makes me wait, wait, hold on so mark hard. mark that i'm gonna say that that's gonna be the end remember i love <laughs> fart <laughs> I, oh. I do. I, I I cannot keep a straight face at all when it oh, happens. Thank you. There are more there are more of us out there. It is embarrassing, especially in very like professional situations when I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so the doorbell rings and I am beyond grateful that, you know, my savior has arrived with my pizza. I jump up, you know, my, my eight week old is on my shoulder, you know, kind of cooing and I'm patting her mm, back and, and I'm talking to him like, Oh, Hey, you know, how's it going? Oh my gosh. I haven't eaten in like a year. <laughs> it's Thank like you so you, you're, you've been in this house and there's a, there's a, someone out there's a new <laughs> person. Hey, I don't care if you're the pizza delivery guy. What, what's your name? What, where are you going next? Where oh, have you I been? So des- I mean, it was pathetic. I was so <laughs> So desperate for human. Co- I'm like, so like, where are you going next? What kind of pizza yeah. do you have? You like like, your car? Are you enjoying the day? Yeah. <laughs> and he's looking at me and then looking up and then looking at me and looking down. And I'm like, so, you know, like, you know, is, is my pizza the weirdest? Did you bring something else? And he's like, uh, here, here it is. And I'm like, okay. And so I hand him the cash. I go, oh, and I gave you a really big tip. Ha ha ha. I hope you enjoy it. And he is looking up at the 
sky and kind of goes, okay, and runs down the stairs and looks back and goes, oh, yeah, I got your tip. Thanks. What? I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, my God, that's so creepy. Yeah. And I reach down to grab the pizza box and there in full display is my boob hanging out. Was it just like the half nipple or was it like your whole boob was out? No, my entire (laughs) nursing tank top was down and my my baby was like wrapped around my boob as a frame. And it was like full on. Like that pizza guy still fed too. So yeah. it was like full oh, yeah. on insanity. Yep. It was probably uh, not, you know, man, I wish Rick was on this call. They were, uh, it, it was, was probably it, dripping. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was swole. Yeah. I, yeah. That the lactic, well, golly, I, yeah. my internal filter. I've had, yeah. my wife has breastfed children. The, there is nothing. Golly, my internal filter yeah. is going great. The lactating yeah, I mean, like, breast you know, is an amazing. Like, I mean, just gotten yeah, off a boot. it's a it's an amazing life. miracle of life. Let's just put it that way. Oh man, so and I just kind of thought at that point, I was like, do you know what? Maybe I made his day. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh, absolutely! I guarantee you that guy it tells that story to this day. Uh huh. And man, I it's been funny if you were like, no, I forgot what kind of pizza I ordered. He's like, it's half pepperoni, half nipple, half sausage. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and after childbirth, you're kind of like so many people are in and up in your business yeah. that you, I, I thought I would have been like really horrified, but I wasn't. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to order pizza next week. See if I get the same guy. <laughs> and then just have them both out. <laughs> <laughs> have them both out and be like, Hey, what's up? Here's your tip. I don't yeah. have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That, that is the crazy thing. Once you go through that process, cause I remember my wife's our first, it was like a, a, it was really, I don't want to say easy pregnancy, but there were no major complications in the first or second ones. And, and, and we've got three. And so, but on the first one, like they were about to go in for a C-section and then the doctor came in and was like, no, cause, cause she was like stuck. Her head was huge. You know, my wife is really little. And, uh, she, he, the doctor came in, he's like, no, forget the C-section. Give me the, give me the pliers, you know? <laughs> so yes. he, so he gets the forceps. Well, because it was a kind of a special, unique delivery like all the nursing students and all of like there were like 20 people they ushered in and here I am like kind of like looking back and forth at my wife and then at this like <laughs> this gallery of people you know with clipboards and I'm like my wife's legs are just there I'm they like, are oh. yeah and so after you go through something like that it's like your your modesty level sort of evens out or something where oh it, abs- it, well and you'll love like so I had to go in you know like you know at, at the end of the the last trimester you go in like every week and my doctor had a a medical student and she's like, you know, would you be okay having a medical student? And I'm like, yeah, I want people to learn. I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. And so there I am like all, you know, like babooned out my, you know, like everything on display and this hot medical student Mm -hmm. walks in Mm -hmm. and I blushed and was thinking, of course I get the hot medical student yeah. like and he's like oh wow this is amazing oh like thank you so much i'm like sure go right ahead go like, all in your vagina is so amazing <laughs> and i was like i'm so embarrassed because you're really hot if i saw you in the bar i'm married but like yeah. if i saw you in the bar i'd be like hey what's up yeah, here yeah. i am like you know pregnant and like whale like and yeah. just like hey get all in there <laughs> <laughs> they should they should make like only allow like Shrek looking people yes. to be obese because my my wife's ob is this you know is this guy named Lynn and he's like he's tan and he's like he's like works out all the time and he's a really nice guy but it's always kind of weird you're sitting in the room you know and like 
You know, he's like, all right, we're going to check our uh, dilation thing here. And he, he kind of puts it. And sometimes they're like elbow deep. Yo, and, was... and they're having a conversation <sighs> with you. And you're like, hey, so how does my stomach feel? You're like, uh, I'm like, uh, doctor, I don't think uh, I don't think she can talk because your fingers are in her mouth <laughs> from all the way. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, that's always uh, that's always uh awkward but uh, yeah uh, we need to we need to start that we need to start the farts are funny group and the the oh a, a, like a, a political action c- committee or something that's like only ugly people for o- for ob's <laughs> i actually told my doctor she was walking out and the med student had already left i said i wish you had told me he was cute because i would have said no yeah yeah <laughs> And she laughed. <laughs> There's like a lineup. You're like, I want the, the yeah, ugly I was guy. Like, Next time, can you show me? I want, I want mug shots and I'm going to decide. <laughs> the, guy, the guy with acne who's got, who's balding. Yeah, I want, I want George Costanza. It's <laughs> yes, my I want OB. George Costanza. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been amazing. Man, I wish Rick had been on this call, but we are out of time. Uh, thank you so much for your email, for your donation, and for your time. Of course, thank you, Mark. I love, I love your show <laughs> well, thank so you. much. It's my favorite. Awesome. It just, I love it. Thank well, you. Thank you. Have a great day. Right, you too. Bye. All right, thank you, Christina, and we will hear from her very soon. We're gonna have Mel back on uh, Humans Being Human coming up. And, oh uh, yes. Yeah. So she emailed us. I, I love it when people email. She's she's figured out like don't email the whole story. She's like it involves <laughs> a golf club, a buffalo, and a like a baby rat hmm. that's not what she said but you know it's like I know it's not what she said at all <laughs> it's like if you you know gotta give us uh, here's what it involves then we're like okay yeah we gotta do this um, alright uh, it is now time for the tip of the week something you can start doing today to become more healthy human and this tip it's a meditation tip um, and uh, this article uh, from you Chicago News is uh, titled meditation and ballet associated with wisdom Huh. Okay. How about that? So there's a new study, uh, the relationship between mental and somatic practices and wisdoms, uh, published in February in uh, PLOS One, never heard of it, um, confirmed an age-old conception that meditation is associated with wisdom. Uh, it also concluded that somatic or physical practices such as classical ballet might lead to... It's isn't that interesting, like they do like a meditation study and they're also like, oh yes, also ballet. Does we'll throw that in there as well. Yeah, I wonder if like the researcher that did like the head researcher was like a, a ballet fan or something. I bet there's a lot of overlap between meditation and ballet because I imagine you have to have like just an extraordinary level of concentration yeah. to get pull some of that car that stuff off. You yeah, know? and really any any sort of dance, any anything that you have to you have to focus on, like when you're when you're doing like a ballet or like a I, I would assume. Right when you're doing a ballet performance, that you're not like thinking about what you're gonna wear tomorrow, you know? Yeah, probably. Like you're very focused on like As the present. Like, t- like eight feet up in the air, trying to leap. You're like, oh, what? I got to, I got to make sure I DVR that show, and right. then you just fall flat on your face. And you <laughs> yeah. <just> die. <laughs> oh, you're what's uh, dancing or not dancing with the stars? Uh, so you think you could dance? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. There was some. The best, it's just like in American Idol, like the best ones are the ones that are just totally terrible. They look like they're falling in a pool of electric eels. Yeah, this this one, hey, electric eels, that's a a Princess Bride uh, reference. Very good. You've never even seen it, and you made a Princess Bride reference. Look at me over here. So so the researchers included ballet in the study, and it says, not expecting to find that it was associated with wisdom, but rather for comparison purposes. And lo and behold, you know, it came up as uh, it also had. 
some effects and wisdom. So interesting too, like how you can uh, how they can study for wisdom. You know, like how do you like? Yeah, how do you quantify that? Yeah, uh, wisdom one hand in the middle of somatic practice. Um, yeah, see, it just says the results show that those who practice meditation, mindfulness, had more wisdom on average than those in three other groups. Uh, it established for the first time the link between meditation and wisdom might be attributable to a lower level of anxiety. Um, and it says, it just, it's funny to me, like, they never say, it says, participants who practice ballet had the lowest levels of wisdom. <laughs> like, like what, how are they? Like, I'm, I'm not a wise. Yeah, they're just. I they're guess just, they're just measuring like people who do meditation and ballet are less likely to hit themselves in the face <laughs> with a hammer. They just look at. Uh, okay, yeah, well, guess that. Okay, here we go. Um, well, no, it doesn't say it there too. It also included well, psychological we have a really questions. Really fantastic tip for you, yeah, everyone. <laughs> it's about here's a total intangible that you can never measure, but believe us, it's true. Well, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it says, okay, here's like the one sentence. It says, it also included psychological questionnaires that asked about characteristics thought to be components of wisdom, okay, such as go. empathy and anxiety. But they just, they just like look at the group and they're like, man, they're not very wise. Look at these idiots. They're, they're hitting themselves in the face with a textbook. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're clearly not very wise. So anyway, so the, the tip is, it's a meditation tip. So this is... Uh, here's the tip, actually, and then that's just kind of the backup. So, uh, Erica, who, if you are listening to the Alt Shift podcast, or you have read the Alt Shift book, or in the Alt Shift Facebook group, you know that Erica, she's sort of she's one of the admins uh, in that group. She was at the Jasa retreat, and she emailed me this morning and said that it's something that I said in one of our little breakout sessions at that retreat has really helped her with meditation, and it was. You know, a lot of people will like, okay, meditation, here we go. And shutting the mind off in three, two, one, go. The mind is shut off. And then like the first thought comes in that's not shutting the mind off and they get all frustrated because their yeah. mind's not shut off, right? Well, one of the things that I said was how I, a lot of times how I can get right into meditation is just kind of like, and I use the hockey goalie uh, analogy here. It's like, hmm. I, I like, I pretend, I sort of pretend like I'm a hockey goalie and I'm just, I'm, in, I'm very unathletic and I'm just kind of sitting in the goal. Shut, the, shut up. I'm kidding. They're very athletic. I, I know that. So I'm just, I'm a hockey goalie in the goal and I'm just waiting. I, I, I'm expecting a thought. And I'm waiting for the thought. And as soon as the thought comes, I recognize it and I just sort of, I don't know, what do you say? Shimmy it away? What, what, what a goalie Yeah, that's do. exactly what you say. I, yeah, it's a pre- precise terminology. You shimmy it away. What is the goalie term if they just kind of shishaddle it away? Like, what is that? Paddle, mm, paddle shish. Just, Yep, you can paddle it away. Okay. You can block it away. Block it away. Yeah, there you go. And so <laughs> that was. She said she started doing that this week, and that's really helped her. Instead of trying to get into this, okay, I'm trying. I'm going to try to keep all these thoughts away. Just kind of, you know, you're you're out there. You're just sort of expecting these thoughts. Okay, where's the next one coming from? And then as soon as it comes up, like pop, huh? I was uh, I, I was just thinking about what I was going to have for dinner. That was interesting. That why I wonder why I would think that. And then um, you're back to your your focal point, yeah. which is like your breath. Well, that's really interesting because like I do how I do the meditation is it's just three minutes of box breathing, and I kind of have a visual image the box. Like this segment yeah. of breathing in is the top of the box and then uh, the square. Then <laughs> holding it is the side, and then breathing out is the bottom, and then yeah. holding that is the other side. So you have four sides, and each side of the the, the square, I have a mental image that I concentrate yeah. on. Like the top is like so that's your cards, focal point. One, yeah, yeah. Two, three. Just trying to concentrate on that. And one of the images that I have, in fact, the left side of the box is a, a naked lady. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well done, sir. <laughs> you got me on that one. It's, uh, it's as a hockey goalie from the goalie oh, perspective, cool. you have four shooters lined up in front of you all on a line. And the first one takes a shot. You save that. Then you move on to the next one. You save that. Then it, because it's a count of four, that's one of my mental images that I have. So it's really strange. Uh, I never made that exact connection like you're talking about, but maybe I'll think about that now. Just blocking those, the pucks are, you know, the yeah. wild thoughts and you're just blocking those away to try to stay blank. Right. Well, I thought you said shimmy. Is it not? Isn't that shimmy? Yeah, that's right. I shimmy the pucks away. <laughs> oh, shimming, okay. shimming, shimming my, the my rear end off. So there it is. There's the tip of the week. Really quickly, we want to thank... Yes. Um, Lata Asudani. You screwed that up royally, probably. Uh, Lata, Lata, L A T A. I'm gonna let you do. Lata Asudani. How about that? Um, and Angela Ward and Jason King. Uh, I think we may have already thanked Jason, but you know we'll thank him twice. So thank you for everybody who has donated. Uh, no, we will not thank him twice. We will go yeah. back and listen to the previous show. I will and delete it. Thank him. We will. <laughs> and if you go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com and you go to the store page, there is a little button, a PayPal button, if you want to give a little oh five ten five hundred dollars whatever it is you want to give. Um, if you do give $500, please don't say, email us and say, hey, I gave you $500, because I would only give Rick like 10 of that. And tell if him you it was give us $500, we will come to your house yeah. <laughs> that, and do like a live presentation of the program in we your will, living room. We will record the show. No bleeps, in, baby. We will record the show in your bathroom. How about that? <laughs> as long as it's in a truck stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we already said the website. Like us on Facebook. Go to Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, at SimplyHuman52. Coming up uh, next in, in coming up shows, in recent in shows that are coming soon. Uh, Jenny Labaw, if you don't know who that is, L-A-B-A-W, Google Jenny Labaw, 18,000 Instagram followers. She was one of the very first uh, big-time female CrossFit athletes, got sixth in the games one year. She was at the Joss Retreat. She's going to be on. Her boyfriend's got a Marcus, who's a former professional water skier, who's like the coolest person on earth. He's going to be on the show. We've got Dan John coming up. We've got lots of cool things. And Jenny is gonna Jenny's really good friends with Kelly Starrett, who has also been on the show, but she's gonna help us get him back on. She's gonna help us get Brian McKenzie uh, with CrossFit Endurance uh, on the show. A lot of cool. She's got a lot of really cool connections and she is I got her a uh, we, Jen and I got her a coffee like tumbler uh, for her birthday while we were in Chico and now she feels I guess indebted to us and so she's gonna do us lots good of good plan. Fun. You got him on the hook? Yeah, yeah. So all right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember... Well, and I love fart. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs>